Howdy, friends, and welcome to episode 22 of our run through Galatians as we make our way through the book of Galatians. We have made our way to chapter four, chapter four. And as Paul has been making this uh, extended number of points, uh, working his way through this argument about uh, those who were Judaizers, those who came and said, you need to be Jewish to be a Christian. You need to be circumcised. You need to come under the law, etc. And so uh, chapter three finished up with the um, the statement basically that there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And so he's going to talk now about this idea of being heirs according to the promise. And so he says this, he says, now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all. So the picture here is like, uh, you imagine a, a wealthy person who has a child and that child is the heir. When the wealthy man dies, his child will inherit everything. But for now, the child is under the care of maybe a nanny or under the care of a servant that that uh, heir even though everything they have uh or everything their father has they will own eventually as a child they don't uh, they don't have access to that they're when you look at them they don't look any different than a slave in fact uh there may be slaves that have more uh, than more uh appear to have more and, and better lives than perhaps even they. Um, but the idea being that the child and the slave, you you know, there might not be that big of a difference between the two. Even though that child is the heir, he still has to be uh, under submission and uh, even is limited, uh, very limited in what access he has to his father's wealth. Even though, like says, though he is master of all. Um, but he's under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father, right? So again, like he has a nanny or a steward, someone's watching over him until the time appointed by the father. Now, this is interesting because this is uh, a Roman custom uh, that there was a day when a child would become a man, when a girl would become a woman. And in the Roman culture, the father decided on this day you will put away your childish life and you are going to be a man. Uh, the Jewish culture had the same thing, which is, you know, carried over through history. We've like, you know, the, the bar mitzvah idea, um, which I think is perhaps been lost a little in our Americanized uh, Jewish culture um, where, you know, I knew kids when I was 13 that had their bar mitzvah and yet they were this, Everything was the same afterwards, you know, there didn't seem to be that much difference. But I do um, remember uh, reading a while back about how there are cultures that uh, that don't have adolescence, that we tend to think of adolescence as this, uh, as this stage of life, you know, kind of as a child uh, goes through that adolescence as they, uh, as they grow into adulthood. And Apparently, this is not something that all cultures have, that there are those cultures that it's not an extended period of time. It's just a day. 
where there's oftentimes a ceremony or a ritual of some sort and they the child knows the the culture knows the people in the society know that there's going to be a change you know the um the as the old saying goes the boy will hand over his ball the girl will hand over her doll they will become adults and this is a fascinating thing because what we've seen in our american culture is this extended adolescence now uh, for whatever reason, where we see young men living with their parents uh, up until, you know, some of them even after, you know, 30 years old. And they're spending their time playing video games and uh, living as an extended child. And and it's kind of a, a tragic thing because the, uh, the, uh, the step into adulthood that, 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 uh, that step into being a, a, a man uh, has been uh, been postponed or maybe to a degree lost. You know, I know of many men who, uh, I, I refer to them as men because of their age, who they hide in child childish pursuits. They hide from their uh, responsibility as a husband, their responsibility as a, uh, as a parent. They hide from those things in, childish pursuits. Anyway, didn't mean to get off on that rant, but um, anyway, this is something that he's talking about that, you know, that this, a, a child doesn't really differ from a slave, um, even though they own everything, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. So again, this is something that they would have understood. So in verse three, he says, even so we, when we were children, we're in bondage under the elements of the world. So he's saying, uh, again, now he's drawing a, a spiritual connection to um, to us saying, hey, before we were children and we were under the bondage of the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. So here we were as living as slaves under the, what do you call it, the elementary principles of the world, this, these basic ideas of, of cause and effect of, of, you know, if you do good, um, you will have good results. If you act foolishly, you'll get foolish results of, of you know, the, the ideas of the world, the, the, you know, the things that are, um, what's another way to put this? Uh, you know, he says we're under bondage. Uh, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. You know, the the guilt and the shame of uh, of the sin that we had recognizing that we had done wrong. Um, and anyway, he goes on and he says that God sent forth his son, born of a woman, it says in, birth, in verse 4, which is um, important, and born under the law. Now, why would he say born of a woman? Because... Um, I guess a couple things. Number one, uh, God's son born of a woman. He didn't just appear. Uh, but secondly, he is born of a woman, but he's not born of a man. So that's that's fairly unique. Of, well, I would say more than fairly unique. It is unique that he was born of a virgin. So that's very, very possible that that's what Paul is referring to here. And so he's born, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. It's also important that Jesus was born under the law uh, because by living and keeping the law and without sin, he fulfilled the law and was able to 
through his death, redeem those, as verse 5 says, redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And so this is what he was talking about before, about being heirs, being sons now. Um, through Jesus, we are, we are adopted into the family of God. He goes on and he says, And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. So when you are a believer, God puts, sends forth his spirit to dwell within you. And that, my friends, ought to change us. It ought to change our hearts. It ought to change our behaviors, um, our outlook. But I think one of the great things is what he mentions here. It changes our attitude toward God. That he's not a God who's out there somewhere, but he's a God who we cry out to as Father. And, you know, he says, Abba, Father, which is the diminutive idea, like um, Papa or Daddy or Dad, you know, the, the familiar, you know, this is, I would, wouldn't say like, oh, this is my, my father, referring to very formally, but say, hey, this is my dad. You know, this, that's the, the closeness idea that we have to him. And so in verse 7, he says, Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. So again, this is one of those things that's important to understand the context. When he says, therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. Again, the idea is that he's saying, why, if you are a son and you are now an heir, right, through Christ, you are adopted in, you are, you are living on this side of the cross. And so you are after that point where God has... God has said, you are a man, you are no longer a child, you're a man, or, you know, woman, whatever, white, you know, you are, when Christ came, he, that was that point in time, right? When we read that earlier, uh, if we go back and look, he says, you know, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law, uh, that we might receive the adoption of sons. So anyway, all that to say, when those people had come to the Galatians and were saying, you need to, you need to come under the law. You need to you need to come under the law to be a true Christian. He's saying, like, why would you go back to slavery when you've been set free? Why would you go back to slavery when you've been set free? And, you know, on a similar note, you know, when it's one of those great things to keep in mind when you think back to those things that you used to do, those sins that maybe still tempt you, that are those things that you used to be ruled by. To be remind yourself in those times of temptation, you know, I once was enslaved by those things. I was once ruled by those things. Why would I want to go back and be a slave to those things again? Heaven forbid. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time.